Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Tom Colicchio. I'm a chef, restaurateur, food advocate, and the host of the new podcast called Citizen Chef on iHeartRadio. People might turn on the news and see stories about the pandemic, immigration, or healthcare. I see stories about food. On this podcast, we'll tour the current political climate, looking for inroads to food wherever we can find them, from labor to disaster relief. Listen to Citizen Chef on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. I am Naomi. And I'm Andy. And we are a real-life couple, a real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show, where we have comics who are close, do sets together about their relationship, both live and in the studio. Andy, what up, girl? Hey, hey, hey girl, what up? Hey, my phone is still is still keyed into the system. That's what they call it when it's plugged into something. Andrew, no one cares. 
But I can play any music I want now. It's literally... I'm going to see what it do when it's too much. I'm going to see what it's our friend, okay. Open Mike Eagle. This is good. This is okay. It's not like a ghost, but I need you to not do this when we're trying to do something. He, Andy is just so goddamn whimsical. And sometimes you need to be able to concentrate and it will just work me to the bone. Andy, you know I'm going through things right now. You know I'm aging rapidly. Do you want to start over? Do you want to... Pretend like we're in a Russian doll and start over. <laughs> yes. Well, gotta get up. I'm so sorry, Naomi. I'm, I'm okay, so... you know what? Honestly, I'm just gonna talk. I'm just gonna talk to you, the listener. Even though you're not here, I'm like imagining you. You're stunning. You're perfect. Never change. And we're in a conversation. And Andy just happened to be nearby, acting a damn fool. Can I just say this? There's sometimes where. It is fun for me to see what the line is between playfulness with you yeah. and aggravation. <laughs> it's a very thin line. <laughs> the line is microscopic. <laughs> so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm going through things. You are. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pull focus from your emotional journey. <sighs> okay, listeners. Andy already knows, but I am just grappling with the news. I went to the doctor, and it is looking like I have early onset menopause. Okay, y'all. I'm so sorry. But it is like, if there is one thing that is is just so on game for you, that is just like, if if there was one disease that just like was your, the, the symbol of your entire personality, it is being weary before you're supposed to. Okay, yes. Your ovaries being weary before they're supposed to. Okay, yes. Okay, I've been calling myself weary since 2014. But I never thought my body would become my brand. Here I am, 35 <laughs> years old. And they're saying the ovaries are packing it in. The ute, the ute and the oves, the ute and the oves are out. They're like, we're done. We don't know nothing about birth of no babies. Bye, bitch. Yes, that is what my uterus said. It said, bye, bitch, real loud. Had the car running out back (laughs) and is fully gone. And it's just funny because I heard it and it was just, I don't know. I wasn't, I don't have, I don't have a need to birth any babies from my loins. That feels V extra. I don't, you know, as I'm always saying, I'm like, honey, this DNA, it ain't, the, it ain't the best, okay? Like, this whole idea of, like, it has to be mine. Baby, girl, please, okay? I My DNA is DNR. Yes, my <laughs> DNA is do not resuscitate. That is accurate. I've had braces twice. I am half blind. I am depressed. I don't need no baby from my <laughs> eggs. However... I did not think my eggs would be out of commission. If anything, I thought I had more time because I come from a fertile people. My grandma had my mother at 44. And like, I thought, oh, I'm going to have time. I'm going to be able to like make like, what if I suddenly did come into the money that would allow me to raise a life? I mean, I've got to pay to get them into a good college. So (laughs) I mean, I'm going to need some real money at some point. And I thought, well, who knows? 10 years, I got some time. We need that Hallmark cash to get our dumb kid into (laughs) what? (laughs) I don't even remember. I I know, but it's also like. So many weeks in the past at this point. (laughs) But I also felt like I was, I thought I would have some time to 
if if I were to change my mind, I would have the time to do that. And now I like might not. And I don't know. I'm just like surprised. It's just, but at the same time, as of course, when I told Andy, he laughed the way he has been <laughs> laughing on Mike because he felt like it was very me to. Well, if have... it was serious, I wouldn't have laughed like that. You've had other serious medical conditions that I've well, I'm con- been like, very well, serious about. Well, you know, I'm always like afraid that I'm like, okay, so why do I suddenly have menopause? What else is really going on that makes it manifest as an early onset menopause? You know, I watch too many programs. But your body was like, you know, on 30 Rock, whenever Liz Lemon was like, shut it down. Your body is like that. Your body, you have the Liz Lemon of bodies. Of over, Your ovaries are the Liz Lemon of ovaries. She did end up adopting. So perhaps. I feel like it's right, though. Like It, is, it does feel very, like, right for my body to be like, what a, why are we bullshitting? Why don't we just call it a day? So it feels right, but it also <laughs> is really putting my... Aging and mortality. Like, I'm, I'm like, God, I'm getting old. Like, wow. The, it's like, I had a colonoscopy for Christmas. I've become an old lady. I had a Christmas colonoscopy telling me I can't take the dairy anymore. My sugars are looking high. And now I may have menopause. And it's like crazy because you're older than me. And yet I'm the one who undoubtedly will go first. Oh, I hope not. I don't want to, but I just have this feeling that like, it's like the, the wheels are falling. And my body's falling apart. That's nice. I I always appreciate a once more with feeling red. <laughs> Shout out to my Buffy heads listening. <laughs> if you're not a Buffy head, I'm sorry. Um, I just am like, wow. It's like, it just feels like the wheels, like the wheels are falling off the car, like one wheel at a time. And so I'm feeling a little like, I don't know. But I mean, you laugh, but like you really didn't care. There was no part of you that was like, Oh no, we won't get to have a baby. Like in case you had a secret part that I didn't know about that didn't come through until you found out about my menopause. No, you know that that I am uh, not an adult in any kind of sense other than like existentially. I don't know what that answer is supposed to be. The idea of being like I I am not a full fledged adult. Like I am a I'm an adult but I'm not. I don't even know how to pr- how to say that in a better way. Whereas like I have the responsibilities of an adult. Correct. But the brain of a teen. I have the but and, a I, teen and I fulfill, who like read too much Heidegger. And like you're but, not a fool. But I yeah, but no, I I'm just saying that like I fulfill the responsibility. It's not like I shirk my responsibilities. I pay my bills, right? right. I um, clean the house. I do the <laughs> chores, right? Yeah. I I am a fully responsible adult partner, t- romantic partner to you. You know, I bought a ring. I, <laughs> uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I'm just I, in my brain. I'm still, I still have the kind of like I'm like I can't. I couldn't be a father. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a father. I have cats. That's that's it. That's that's the that's the only fatherhood I'm. I care about is two <laughs> furry animals. If we had a, a child that was like cousin it from the Adams family, <laughs> then I would be cool. Okay, so it's the fur level that really yes. uh, determines your emotional attachment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Great to know. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> hey, uh, Naomi, before we get into the show, a little bit of housekeeping, right? Ooh, you you are very good at keeping house. Yeah, both I in do our the chores. And metaphorically, when yes. it comes to saying things that we want the audience to know, such as our next live show is April 6th. This at Saturday. The Virgil at 8 p.m. And we got a great lineup, uh, including uh, Marcella Aguayo, 
and we got Caitlin and Jamie from the Bechtel cast and a bunch of other awesome people. You can check out the lineup at their website where you can also get tickets. Also, we have a Patreon where we give you two extra episodes in exchange for a saw buck. Is that $5? Whatever the slang is for $5. That's how much we ask. $5. Five Washingtons. That's what they call it. That's what they call it a Lincoln. Is that on the $5 bill? I don't like looking at money. I don't like looking at money. <laughs> so I don't know what president's on what thing. Uh, Hamilton, which one's he on? Anyway. He's on Broadway. Save that for your vaudeville show. But uh, <laughs> I do have menopause. Go ahead. Uh, but uh, if you subscribe to that, then for uh, a saw buck a month, if a saw buck is five dollars, you get two extra episodes. Also, we have a call in line for advice. And if you call three two three five two four seven eight three nine, you can leave a voicemail, and we will answer it on a future episode, which we are we are recording very soon. I think that's it for the show stuff. But Naomi, you have some dates coming up, don't you? Thank you so much for remembering, honey. You will be alone in the house. So make sure to plan accordingly. Not with our furry boys with uh, with me. <laughs> you guys, if you are interested, I'm going to be around this fair country. Now, Thursday, April 4th, you can catch me in Portland, Oregon, performing on live wire radio. Then, April 11th to 13th, I will be at Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington. That whole weekend, five shows, baby. So come on out. Tell your mama to come on out. Tell Bernie to come on out. Okay? (laughs) Also, if you happen to be in Indiana, whoo, baby, I'm going to be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, April 25th to 27th, a weekend in Indiana. Again, another five shows. I am hoping people like it. Do you That's feel, just how I feel. Do you feel like now, you know, you haven't really been doing the road a lot. No. Do you feel like a real comedian now that you like to say your dates? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> doing the road makes me very anxious. Um, I don't assume I have a fan base or a fan. And when I go outside of the places where I came up, I just assume no one's going to show up and then... If chicken fingers cost $20, they're just going to be mad at me the whole time. So now my comedy has to be good enough to justify a $5 water bottle and a $20 chicken finger. So I get anxious. Hey, fingers crossed, though. Maybe there's mozzarella sticks, and they're worth whatever price you're going to pay for them. Oh, worth their weight in gold. So you guys, come on out if you can. But also, as always, we've got our show the first Saturday of every month, so you got a lot of options, baby. If you go to CouplesTherapyPod.com, you can get all the stuff you need for tickets and Patreon and all that crap. I didn't say that before. I felt I was duty-bound to explain it now. (laughs) But Naomi, enough of this BS bull poops. Yep. I want to get to this first set from our March show. I loved our March show so much. You heard two of them last week. Now, here's another two. And I'm just in love with all of them. Oh, you guys, this next set is from Mary Mack and Tim Harmston. They are married stand-ups who perform all over the country. I'm telling you, you can see them all over the place. You've heard Mary on cartoons like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Golan the Insatiable, and you've seen her on Conan. Tim has been on Letterman, Last Comic Standing, Comedy Central, and so many other things. They are a true power couple, and they are a good old time, so get into it. Roll it. Thank you. Andy, uh, uh, I like baths too. Uh, 
I like. I do love baths. Uh, that's like one of uh, one of the things that you don't know about me, and we're just gonna get that out right here on a podcast, I guess. Well, you gotta be yourself, even if it's in secret. <laughs> um, that's fine. I, I, okay, we we are married. That was such a nice intro. Um, uh, we 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 got our um, we got our rings, our, our wedding rings, at uh, the state fair. That was my idea, because that's <laughs> where we're at our best as humans. <laughs> and, um, and it's like a superpower. It is, it's like a superpower. You t- see, you touch them together, and you can kind of taste mini donuts a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, your, we're just like turn. every, we're just like every, <laughs> <laughs> we're already off the script. This, <laughs> Right away, right off the script. This is we're just like any normal married comedy couple. Uh, we have we have a lot of a uh, lot of differences, over, but over some uh, stand closer. Some to uh, we have a lot of little little differences. Like I'm a big I'm a big Bernie guy, and she loves Trump. A lot of quiet dinners. <laughs> <laughs> Lock her up. That's what I always say. Huh? We're all thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing on a stereotype that you pieces of shit have about the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> you think we're less progressive than you just because we can gut deer? Uh, you, you think... Iowa was the first state to say yes to gay marriage, if you, I think, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And it's because the question was very confusing. <laughs> um, uh, so, but I, uh, I just hate that when people think we're like... Yeah, we're, s- we're, pr- pretty, um, we're pretty progressive for being in... The we, d- we, had to, yeah. we had to, this is a, a couple's thing. We, had, we, ha- we got dropped by our health care... Uh, provider, because you know how they have like the gold package, the bronze. Yeah, we they, we were on the comedy package, which was like, <laughs> ah, good luck. <laughs> it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they were just like, they don't. Uh, so we were like trying to figure out what kind of coverage we need as a couple, and they don't want to cover anything. Like we had to get a new policy for our eyes or and our teeth because they don't consider that a part of your body. You know, they're they're like, oh, those are options. Uh, you were born like a bowling ball with three empty <laughs> holes right in your face. Whatever you want to put in there is your choice, but we're not covering it. And we chose teeth and eyes. Yeah, big mistake on our part. <laughs> well, um, i got to tell you, the rest of our set is geared towards central Wisconsin. <laughs> um... <laughs> Nakusa County, <laughs> to be specific, and um, well, tell them why. Tell well, them why. Well, I get into that okay, later. Right, 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 right. I just need you guys. I- if you're living in LA and you can't pretend to be a crowd from Central Wisconsin <laughs> between the ages of 65 and 90, <laughs> why the hell are you even here? Okay, <laughs> can't be an extra in cocoons for can't <laughs> there's a lot of stuff you need those skills you need them so well we're big uh i know not in la as much but in with w- central wisconsin we're big central in wisconsin we're big we're in the casino market we're getting no we can't do that part yet i gotta just be honest okay we want to first we want to first talk 
Oh, I got, I got, I got choke. I got a choke. You cover for me. Do the bed and breakfast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so one way that we're different is that uh, <laughs> she's adventurous. I like. I'm more of a traditional guy. You know, we both travel a lot. Like she likes Airbnb. I'm more a traditional guy. You know, like the first one we did was in the Bronx. And this is the first Airbnb we ever did, and we knocked on the door, and the, guys, the guy answered the door. It was a couple, and they had a cat that was lifeless. <laughs> and its tongue was kind of like sticking out the side of its mouth, and it had like a really drippy eye. And he was like, hey, welcome to our place. Uh, just so you know, while you're here, a cat might die. <laughs> Make yourselves at home, and then and he goes, and just so you know, at night, the cat wants to go behind the toilet and die. <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, I've been there before. Um, that I relate to. But then, and, and at night, I'd get up and I would check the pulse on the cat. I don't even know where your finger goes for that, but I would just put my <laughs> finger on the cat. And, then, and that's why I like hotels, because they only have like one question. You know, they're like, would you like two queens or a king? I just don't want a cat to die. While I'm in the place that I'm renting from you. You're posh. That's yeah. posh. <laughs> I, I'm like, what? who am I to say you can't have a cat die here? I deserve it. Uh, I deserve it. That's a difference. That's a difference we have. I don't deserve have. better than a limp cat is what I'm saying. <laughs> Ugh, also my nickname. <laughs> limp cat. Okay, so I'm sorry. I, I had this hack for months. We spent $1,500 on her dog, <laughs> but I can't go to the Minute Clinic. Thanks, Tim. Um. <laughs> we did. Let me interject. We, d we adopted a dog. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it on our... Oh, the biggest moment of our lives. It's okay. All right. Well, that. We did have a big moment. Um. They're here. The biggest moment of our lives. Super exciting because Tim got his very own... Deep fryer. Deep fryer! Yeah, yeah thank yeah! you. It's a little one. It's a personal. It's a, it's a personal deep fryer for in private. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I built a deep fryer shed. He's got a shed. Out oh. back in Silver Lake. I got a little deep fryer shed. It's got a privacy curtain. Yeah, he, he puts a sock on the doorknob when he's using it. <laughs> Yeah, it's I a guess, calamari. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> real nice job pretending you're in Wisconsin, guys. Great job. <laughs> you guys I are love great. That joke. Enjoy the buffet. Um, uh, well, it's great. I mean, like, it's exciting to me. Uh, you know, I only thought you could deep fry schmelt, and that's a regional thing. <laughs> um, and that's all we deep fried. But he had op he opened the world to me. Because your dad even, My right? My dad, out of after he got out of the Navy, he sold uh, deep fryers in Wisconsin. Trained for personal deep fryers, deep fryers. in that's the Navy. <laughs> that's the easiest job you can do is yeah. to sell deep fryers in Wisconsin. But they had, yes. they're just like, yeah, you knock on the door, like, we'll take 10. Um, <laughs> but you, there's so many different things you can put in there, like cheese curds and... Yeah. It's amazing. Chicken wings. Chicken wings. Yeah, he, oh. he's, all, he's like a pimp for fried snacks. He's like got a little hot tub of bubbly grease. <laughs> and he's like, get in there, cheese curds. Um, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's called the fry daddy. 
Yeah, Fry Daddy. The little By one Presto. Is you know the Presto no. Fry Daddy? It's like, <laughs> Presto, your cholesterol just went up 800 points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love it. it, it, it you can get all the sides. You can get a Fry Baby. You can get a Fry Baby Mama. <laughs> you can get a Fry Nothing. Okay, you were right, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> fry Stepma. Fry. We're Fry Curious is the... <laughs> it's... See, See yeah, like you guys are doing like a good job acting. It was so worth it. Oh, man. So that's all we're I remember. Trying, we're trying to eat better, though. And so, like, we want, she's like, we should try to be more. Um, you panic and go into a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, let's explore the gray area. All right. Um, Your turn. Do you enjoy all these half-started bits? Well... Uh, we've been taking our deep fryer glamping. Uh, we used to camp, but we have a deep fryer now, so it's glamping. That's glamour and camping. It's a, it's a small camper. It's like... It's tiny. It's ten, tiny. Ten feet long. Well, it's nine and a half feet long. <laughs> it's nine and a half feet long. It's fiberglass. It's so little. Uh, you, you it's glamping, because what, you what you're like, how do we get into glamping? Go on to Craigslist, buy yourself a real shit box from 1970, <laughs> a camper, spend all the time and money you could have spent raising a family, um, <laughs> fixing it up, fixing it up, and try to take it somewhere, and then you, you can't even get up the hills. Uh, we gotta put our hazards, up. can't get up the hills, because we don't have a Chevy 8 foot. We don't have a truck with numbers. <laughs> and. That it's we can't in and I'm all weighted down with soy candles because <laughs> I'm glamping. And, <laughs> and just so you know, soy candles taste just like regular candles. It's fine. But what comes after glamping? One of my bits that I was uh, gonna do. Well, well. We really struggled to prepare for this show, by the way. And so we performed together all the time, but we it's have like names. Th- here's the deal. The problem. People we got a problem. have names like they want us to perform as a husband wife. They're like, do you get, will you guys come together and do a show together? And we're like, sure. And yeah. so we give them our headshots and a bio, you know. Yeah. And but here's what you get paid. You get paid. One person gets paid a meager headlining fee, and one person gets paid a measly feature rate or like an opener rate Nominal. together no and then we upped it a little bit because we you know we started getting pictures taken together but <laughs> we then we we're like we're like we're not you know wha- back you know 16 years ago when we started we we're like we're no we'd go to these clubs and see these pictures of these cheesy married people from, from the 1980s. 1980s 1990s and one of them would be painted like a mime and one would be playing the clarinet and i'm like that's not ever going to be us even though i do have two degrees in clarinet um <laughs> And but and they're, they're always like, like, like two mimes do doing something like that, this. Yeah, that's hack. And it would be uh, uh, like holy laughrimony or yeah, something. Yeah, ho- that's uh, <laughs> shit like that. So then we found out if we changed our name away from our real names and just came up with a team Catchy. improv name for our marriage, then <laughs> we would get so much money. So much right. money. And so we were, were at the point where we're, we're willing to go with the cheesy name. Yeah, we're like, oh, yes, we are those people now. Um, w- so we wrote down a list of, of cheesy yeah. names. 
Where is it? Uh, oh, you're on my side. <laughs> so I thought we would vote on, and, and also, One of let us try this joke. Okay, a lot of people think we're like some suburban couple or whatever, and we're not. We're our house is right in the city because you can do that in Minnesota, and um, and and um, I'll tell you what, we're like a gang member had sex in our yard one time. That's how tough we are, <laughs> right? The neighbor even the yeah called them. The neighbor not, not the after they were done, the neighbor called the police. Yeah, and the neighbor described the gang member's sex to us. He did it the first time for free. Now we have to pay him to tell us. Okay. Uh, okay, here's our names, right? Yep. And you guys can vote on it if you... And the cheesier, the better. Right. Because you get... The cheesier it is, the more you get paid. Okay? My idea is laugh blast. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, hey, what do you got? With this thi zing, I thee wed. Okay. Okay, the next one is, get out of the fucking bathroom, Tim. I got an audition. That's pretty good. You're like <laughs> Takes up a lot of space on a poster, though. It's a long one. Uh, uh, I'm in the goddamn garage. That's short. It's a short one. And the one that we were like, well, we could probably get away with it is funny, hubby, happy wife. Um, because... Do you want a t-shirt? Let us know. We're just like hurting our... We're cringing that we have to do this, but we're like, oh, God, it's $10,000. <laughs> yes, I'll be a happy wife. Um, do you want to vote on it? Yeah. Okay, you pick, you pick the one that you like. I'll pick one that I like. And okay, well, I like... Um, I'll be in the goddamn garage. Okay, please clap if you like that one. Okay. Um, I'm changing mine up last second. My other best choice is laugh turds. <laughs> Ends in turds. <laughs> and it's two poop, two poop emojis. Uh, check out laughturds.com. Yeah, we'll be. We'll be laugh turds. We've laugh been laugh Thank you guys. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show, and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. Okay, guys, we are back. I did miss you, but I hope you're feeling great. I hope Mary and Tim filled you with love and excitement. They're so great, Naomi. I don't know if I told you this, but when I first worked out here a couple years ago, I was here alone. I had like a few people I met or mm -hmm. knew here, but not really. And I was at this party... And I really didn't know anyone. And Tim and Mary talked to me for a long time, and they were just so nice. They're very, oh, they're so nice. They're sweet Midwestern kind souls. Mary's so now funny. been on every podcast I've ever done. <laughs> no, seriously, she was on my interview podcast beginnings. Yeah, she still was on, running nine years in, baby. <laughs> for a while, I was doing a game show podcast called Snap Impression, where people had to do off the cuff impressions. And yeah. She was on that. And now, couples therapy. Ugh, you're a real pod king. 
<laughs> Give me a pod king, baby. I wish. Um, I, I wish I had a, a a crown that said pod king. Someone's got a birthday in eleven months. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought we I wanted to talk to you about a little bit. You know, we were doing our taxes this past weekend, trying to get ourselves together, handle our scandal, and I obviously like it was like. Got me thinking about like money stuff and ooh, that made me feel like an adult, Naomi. When we were both sitting at the kitchen table doing our taxes, that yes. felt very like adult. That felt like we are, we we deserve to be able to order food whenever we want. Oh my god! I mean, speaking of, that's pretty much where all my money goes. Um, but we are. I feel like money was a thing that we had to learn to talk about, and I think we got to a place because it was like. Because basically, neither one of us is, like, extravagant. No. It's not like one of us, you know, neither of us has a gambling problem. But we weren't really, like, we didn't grow up in households that talked openly about money. Neither of us, right? Well, I mean, there's... I didn't. I don't... I mean, I don't no. Think- I, I think there's, like, a class thing. Also, like, you... What would you say you came from? Middle class? Yeah. Like, and I'm middle class, too. And I, I don't, th- I think my parents, I think it's more of like a, a general repression thing with my parents. Like You're we didn't talk, <laughs> but we did there's a lot of things we didn't talk about money. Well, I've said before, I'm, I think I've said on the show before, like, you know, my parents would like have surgery and tell me afterwards. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, they love to let you know after. Yeah. There's, there's no like, or you just show up way- for dinner and you just see a gauze and it's like, <laughs> what? Did you get something removed? Yeah. One time we were in, we went to dinner with my parents was years ago when we were in New York and my parents were coming up to see like a musical or something. They went to like Jersey Boys, I don't know, something. And they they meet us in Harlem for dinner and we're there waiting and my dad and mom come in and my dad's got this big bandage on his head. And it's like, what happened to you? I thought he hit his head or something like that. Right. He's like, oh no, I just had, uh, there was something, it was almost melanoma. Right. It was nothing. It- don't worry about it. But it's that kind of thing like right. where like don't worry about it, where that's why I don't know anything about their finances or how to do anything with finances, well, really. And also no one teaches you about money. It's like very much like you we all know how to make a budget. We know like what how to add numbers and then how to be like, okay, how do I get that amount? But sort of especially as freelancers, like we're two freelancers, so we're both on the hustle. I mean, we've said this, like we've been together nine years, and I would say less than half of that have we both been employed at the same time. And so like learning that up and down, but then also too, like I have, I think because I did grow up with just my mom. Even on a budget quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. 
So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims Basics and Foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the Soft Smoothing Seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the Soft Smoothing Seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. And I, I had a little bit more of an insight into it. I didn't know the exact numbers, huh. but I knew what it was to hustle. I knew it was like, you know, filling out college applications and filling out the financial aid stuff and knowing like what we could and could not afford and like what I was hoping to get from a school in order to go, get, go to it in the first place. I had that awareness, you know, but it was also that feeling of like, I was also really to myself, like I never wanted to worry about money. I think growing up, knowing about money and then also growing up around rich people where I was like, I saw what it was to not worry about money. You know, and I, and I think I've always, it's like, I never wanted to have to think about it because to, huh. to, to not have to worry about it, you know, that that's the power. You know, the power is that you can just go buy something and not have to stress, you know. But I never, I never had to worry about money, not because there was, I know in retrospect, there were some precarious times. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's not like I didn't have to worry about money because we were wealthy and everything was always, like, paid for. Right. I had the basics, which I'm very grateful for. Right, of course. For my parents. I had the basics. Of course. You know? Of course. But, like, I didn't have a car. A lot of people, a lot of people had the car. And also, we were in this, a, a fairly middle class area of, we grew up in uh, Exeter, which is, like, a suburb of Reading, Pennsylvania. And I would say it tends to, uh, you know, the spectrum is more like working class, middle class. Very few super wealthy people. Right. There were a right. handful of people who like had like very nice modern architecture homes <laughs> and stuff like that. So like I think it was more like I was shielded from it. And also I learned in grad school I had almost no money. They, you know they had paid me. Uh, they paid tuition and they paid. Uh, they gave me a stipend for teaching. Mm-hmm. And that's all. I had very little. I was living in Philadelphia on roughly twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And it, I learned to live very lean, uh, a lot of fake turkey sandwiches for dinner <laughs> with uh, baked ruffles. <laughs> that was dinner a lot. Yeah. And a s- small side salad. Ooh, look it at you. It wasn't unhealthy. Look at you, side salad. You got to toast that rye bread? Oh. Now you're taking it up a notch. Arnold's rye? You get some Arnold's rye. <laughs> you toast that up real nice. You put a couple slices of fake turkey in there. Oh, baby. You got a crunch and you got that, you got a sweet, fake meaty little taste in there and then you, you crunch up with some salty ruffles oh you got a meal <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but see i think the thing is though as you said though you haven't gone to grad school and like used to living lean i think for me Naomi, i used to i i used to i would say on a bi-monthly every two months basis 
I would call the bank to try to get an overdraft fee taken off. Right. Whereas, like, to me, I think I was more of a person where I, first of all, I lived with my parents after I graduated for a little while. So that's not even front. Okay. So that was helping me keep so low while I figured out, like, a steady job. But then I always, like, I always just wanted to spend less. Meaning, like, I was like, can my rent be $1.50? Can all these things cost less? Because I was always afraid of something happening and being out of money. I never wanted to be in a bind where I couldn't do something. So then I was like, like, I'm hoarding it. But hoarding it would imply that I had a lot of it. Do you know what I mean? But I still had that mentality of, like, you need to have money. Whereas you came off the grass school. Like, you told me early on, like, when you... And you told me early in our relationship when you would like first move to New York, at one point you didn't have a job or you had lost something. And one month to make your rent, you had to sell a guitar. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like literally like nothing makes me sadder. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I will never live that way. I will not pawn items. A jazz master reissue. It wasn't that great anyway. It kept going out of tune. And I'm like, eh. But still, it was something that you had gotten as a gift. It was a birthday gift from my parents when I was 21, maybe? Right. It was like a, I mean, it was a big deal birthday gift that you had to sell so you could keep a roof over your head. And I remember you telling me that early in our relationship. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. We will not be doing that. Like, when we come together, uh, there's it, a certain... we will keep a level of money in our bank account. And I mean, even now, you guys... As two people who have been together a long time, we do not have a joint bank account. So do with that information what you will. Well, I think that is, it's not like we don't share money. Well, it's it's not for lack of trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that we just didn't. I don't know. I don't know why. It just seems more of a bother. It did. It felt like more of a bother to then have a new account. We're at separate banks as it is. So then have an extra bank, an extra card. Did you transfer into that thing? I don't know. If you're like in in a couple that's like all, you know, put together and whatnot and have figured out this joint account situation... You know, feel free to DM me a hot tip or tweet at me. But, like, I just don't know how to do it. But I also think, like, for me, I think having grown up with a single parent where I saw her do the work, to me, in having a partner is to have more than what I have, right? Is to have, like, extra. Is to have, but you're, but you're you know, whatever. reducing it all to monetary No, terms. no, no. I was just, I'm just, I'm, but I'm talking about only in financial. Like, what I'm saying, like, when it comes to, like, the money stuff, I don't know. But this is, I mean... I do think in 2019, it's a lot different. You know, we're not in the same economy our parents are in. Right. And so I, I think we, this is the problem. It's the same thing. I don't know if I said this on the show or wherever. It doesn't matter. But I, I've I've said on some podcast somewhere before how my taste buds were formed by living in Reading, Pennsylvania to two working parents who didn't have a lot of time to cook mm-hmm. and who grew up in basically like, you know, their parents tenement Jews from New York who like, you know, basically it's like, I'll say this about my people. We don't have a lot of great foods. <laughs> Kanishas are great. Bagels are great. Latkes are great. If you're sticking with the the breads and right. the potatoes, yeah, the bread you got some potatoes. great stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like dried kugel yeah. and like hamantash. There's like a boiled meat moment. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So, uh, so, like, it's not like, you know, my, my palate was formed by then, I'm, and I'm trying as an adult to, like, expand my palate. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's things like, you know, I eat a lot of Thai food and Indian food and Middle Eastern food now. And a lot of, you know, I'm trying to push that. Same way, like, our, our financial, the way that we regard finances was set up by the, way, the stuff we experienced with our parents in a booming economy in the 80s and 90s. And now that that economy 
has uh, jumped into the sewer and drowned its face in the feces-stained water of the sewer. Sick. We are left with thinking that we should be able to do whatever we want. Own a home. Own two homes. (laughs) Fuck yeah, why not? Own seven cars. Whatever (laughs) Whatever it is that our parents thought they could do and did do. We can't do that stuff, but we still have the desires to want to own 700 cars. (laughs) Yeah, 700 cars. I want to be Jay Leno. I want to be Seinfeld. I just want to have cars everywhere. I want to be... I want to have 30 cars melded together to be my home. And yet, we don't own one right now. Um, I don't think it's just that. I think it also has to do with the fact that you and I are both, you know, freelancers. One of the big reasons I didn't... Dis- like, I wasn't sure how you made a living as an actor or a writer, which is why I had to get laid off from my regular job to push <laughs> me into doing this. Because I did not grow up in this way that just said, like, jump and the net will appear. You know what I mean? It's like jump and you're going to splatter and people going to be mad at you for messing up their shoes. Like I didn't have that idea. And so it's just been interesting. And like, especially like in us moving here and doing this more, you know, we're closer than we've ever been to the things we want to do. And yet I am like so anxious. But then you guys real talk. I really do love to eat my money. I stay buying meals when it's like homegirl. Like, oh, my God, on Saturday night, we didn't have any food in the house. And I was so tempted to order food, but I was like, we got to stop. We got to take a break. So Andy was like, all right, I'm going to make us something. And you no, just go eat on. what we make. You no, are, no, no, you no. are. I'm telling you right. I try to keep tempting you with food in the house. I spe- I was like, what about this? What about I'm, this we flatbread didn't have from Trader Joe's? I didn't want a ding flatbread, okay? <laughs> a split in half, no less. But Andy ends up, he roasts some broccoli. And then put four soy nuggets each in the toaster <laughs> oven. And that's what we had for dinner. And it was fine, but I was also like, I'm going to have to buy food later. Well, but I guess it's less about, <laughs> granted, you guys, bigger than I've ever been, truly struggling with my weight and my journey. But it's also, I think, for me, the act of ordering food is a feeling of power and a feeling of control over some aspect of my life. Which is why I think I like to do it so much. Because it's literally saying, I want that thing, bring it to me. It's the closest I'll be to like a lord. You know you're, what I mean? Like an 18th century That's, lord. You're the Joffrey of takeout. Okay. Yes. I've never <laughs> seen Game of Thrones. Is that what he's from? <laughs> is that what that's from? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I think he's like a boy prince, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's a, yes. mean, he's a mean little asshole. That's me. I tip, but I want my food. I'm not as mean as Joffrey, but yes, I want my things. But I'm also like, oh, I have to stop that. And it's something I'm like, you know, I have to like get willing to stop. But then like when I eat some dry ass broccoli and nuggets, I'm like. That broccoli was good. I roasted that well. And you know what? I'll say this, Naomi. I will say this. We were rewarded for that meal because we went to a party. And guess what was at the party? They had meatballs for you, and they had cookies and cake for me. (laughs) Yes, we did end up going to a party that night that actually had apps, and I was like, thank you. Supplement my nuggets, girl. This worked out. Um, So I don't know. I just just feel like, you guys, I just wanted to share the journey of learning not to uh, eat all my money. Hey, tell us, you you know what, you know, tweet in on us. I want to hear... Other, how other people deal with their finances? Because we, yeah, how are do we couples alone? combine their finances and how do you manage? I kind of feel like if it's mine, I can spend it the way I want. But is that like 
shady. I don't know. Talk to me. I mean, you always <laughs> know when I'm ordering food because then I love to order you some. So it counts as like I fed us both when really it was just me being selfish. Well, I would say half the time I find out you're ordering food because you were waiting for me to leave and I didn't leave at the time you thought I was going to. That doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> then the food arrives and I'm Okay, y'all. We'll be right back. <laughs> You ever listened to a rapper that you're rocking with and thought a bit about how hip-hop is mixed with politics? We made a podcast to delve into the topics with some rapper kids and activists from all across the continent. Waiting on reparations, yeah, it's obviously fresh. It's the podcast where hip-hop and politics connect. It's a little mix between culture, music, history, songs you should be listening, and topics we suggest. Yeah, we'll get another dress when we talking with a guest. Dope knife. Lingua Franca, you'll be rocking with the best. I've been marching in my kids and organizing my neighbors. Did my doctorate defense and literacy education? I would battle in my mama's kitchen. Started winning competitions, rapper and producer. I'm a rapper and a politician. Leave him gobsmacked, now stop that debating. Check the podcast, iHeart Reparations. Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, welcome back, y'all. We talked a lot about how I need to handle my food scandal. Um, but we don't have to get into that now. We want to give you another wonderful set from our last live show. Ooh, baby. I was very excited about these guys. Oh, they're like fun little weirdos. They're like funny, fun weirdos. You guys, this next set is from Josh Fadum and Johnny Pemberton. They are comedians, actors, and co-host the show Kiss My Ass at the Satellite every month here in Los Angeles. You've seen Josh on shows like Twin Peaks, Better Call Saul, and Johnny's been on Superstore, I Feel Bad, and You're the Worst. And they are just a real experience. <laughs> Roll it! You know, I, I got a drink earlier. Oh, can I get a little more? So Josh and I are good friends. Uh... uh We've been friends. Parallels. We, tandem. Yin and Yang. Josh. Uh-oh. Yin and Yang. Uh oh. We've been friends for, for a very, very many years. years. Josh. And we and just I are simpatico. Whenever two of us together, we, we are doing similar, similar stuff. Whenever it's exactly, exactly the same. Almost. Pretty, pretty much. Whenever we have dinner, we we each food taste splitting the dietary restrictions pending. Pending. So Josh is Jewish. I'm not. Johnny's goy. Yeah, Josh is a Jew. I'm not a Jew. Johnny's a goy. The Jew and the Catholic they get along great. It's true, though. I've always wanted to be Jewish. Guilt, worry, I always was. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just worked out because Josh's parents are also Jewish. Uh-huh, nice. Bing bong. They are and great. And Johnny's parents are... Well, uh, they're divorced. Yeah. And Josh's great parents... Great story behind that. Great yeah, story great story. That. Great story. But my parents... Do you want to get into it? No. No, we don't want to get into it. Now, is that microphone tasting y'all? This is not for you. That's not, I don't, you we don't, don't mess with that. I no. bet it's just someone up there. There's a microphone here on the stage for those listening at home because it's a podcast. You, recording. And uh, I could tell, is this boring? I thought it was a good story. Uh, I could tell that, you know, probably uh, someone in the back was like, uh-oh, uh, they're getting really pretty wacky uh, and physical on stage. I could tell someone back there was like, uh-oh. Turn it down. Are they going to hit that microphone on stage because that's expensive and then. 
Don't worry. That actually we is are a, professionals. That's literally a very expensive mic. These are I not expensive. I wasn't going to, too. I bet you you, uh, you in the front, you probably thought I was going to hit that mic, didn't you? Maybe. That's yeah. a sh- that's, that's where you're seeing a professional thing. And then that mic's so good, it picked you up saying maybe. Yeah. That's a sure SM, SM7B broadcast dynamic microphone with a tight cardioid pattern. And that's something that's a professional thing, so you don't want to mess with that. So here's where uh, the yin and yang comes in. You so see, Johnny knows swear. how to say something like that. Me, oh, yeah. no, he's speaking my language. Uh, is it loud or is it not? Does it pick it up or does it not? So Josh is Jewish. I'm not Jewish. Mm-hmm. Josh and this is our identities. <laughs> I love Josh's family, and my family loves Josh. Anytime I do anything, they ask, what is Josh doing? How about Josh? Where's Josh involved with that? My sisters Josh. love you. Uh-huh. They're nice girls. They want to marry you, probably, uh-huh. but they uh-huh. have boyfriends and stuff. Uh-huh. They got they boyfriends who are like, who's that Josh guy? Yeah. <laughs> I think they've actually been jealous of you on multiple occasions, because we've toured together. Uh-huh. And unlike Josh... Does Josh like your picture? Oh, they've talked about that. They've talked about Josh acknowledging uh, Instagram posts for sure. Uh-huh. I acknowledge because I want them to know I support their brother. Yeah. Their big brother. So I click like on them so they know, you know I support you too. Uh-oh. Oh, that's okay. Microphone, pick that up. There's a, uh, a, uh, a glass jingle jangle up front. That's, what, that's good. Though. It makes it like a, it's like a live it's environment. Real. You don't know what's going to happen. And we it's almost with like it. we're See inside we, of uh, A Star what? Has what? Been Born. Yeah, A Star Has Been Born is like we're in the whole show. Yeah. You haven't seen it, have you? No, but I don't know I'm Jack That's the other thing about sh- You can't do it. If you haven't seen it, you can't do it. I can do it. do it if I want. I haven't seen it. I I'm it your better. fucking brother. I'm my Jackson. I'm your brother. Who was there for you when I you were drunk and couldn't take Dad's funeral? I loved Dad and he didn't love me back. I don't give a... Look, look, I fucking quit. Oh, you can't quit. I wish I could quit you. I taught you. (laughs) Right? I taught you. Uh, Oh, I can't say no to that. I taught you how to talk low like me. Uh, I I taught you how to talk like me because I'm Jackson Maine. I can't believe you haven't seen the movie and you you totally just pegged the entire movie. I saw the trailer. I I signed enough. I saw enough. Josh watches every. I watch everything that Josh won't watch. So I watched that movie. I've watched all of Game of Thrones. You've never seen it. Never seen it. But uh, I want you to see it. What else have I watched that you refuse to watch? Because you're such there's an elitist. Some, yeah, there's some. I'm a snob, and Josh is like, hey, a I'm film a man of the snob. Film snob. <laughs> music snob. Right. Me? You're a music. Oh yeah, music snob. Yeah, music I'm like, snob. I'll listen to that crap. Except for new stuff. And Johnny's like, listen to the new stuff. Yeah, check out this new uh, shitty country song that makes you remember and why like, we're going to die. I like the die. old country like Jackson Maine's brother. <laughs> I don't he's, like Jackson he's Maine. He's not a country artist. He's well, he should have been. He could have been. But he had a harder life with the dad doing all the lifting. This is a lot so of that our Jackson could too. have the potential. I just watch Josh do stuff because I'm entertained by it. I can't stop steamrolling and hogging the spotlight. Exactly, but I enjoy it. I love it. Yeah, he supports me and I support him. Johnny and I, if we're talking Hollywood, if we're Hollywood talking, Johnny and I, we all started out comedy. We've been in a long time. Hollywood, we, baby. Hollywood, baby. We are, uh, we're like the same and different. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're both in our... Mid to late 30s. Uh-huh. What? You all look young for your age. Yeah, we I fucking know. know. We fucking know. Oh, you know you know, you know what? You're going to appreciate that when you're older. No, you're I don't give a I fuck. I fucking know it. Treat me like a fucking adult. 
Hey, you know what you should try, right? Hey, you should play college oh. for a long time. Oh, you know what you should do, actually? You should take a shot on stage. And people are like, what? And be like, oh, because you look this. Dude, you should fucking, like, cuss and say stuff that's crazy because they think you're sweet and wholesome. <laughs> no one said that, but no. I was trying to add on. See how good we add on? We okay let things, like, drop and flop. Because we're together. You're on stage, you're together. You can lock it, like it, drop and flop. Comedian, that's drop and flop term for new. Anyway, Johnny and I, we started out probably around the same time. Yeah. And then, and, and you know, we're kind of oddballs. Can you tell? He, he. And, yeah. uh, and, and when we started out, you know, there was a lot of oddballs. Oh, oh, you don't do drugs. I don't do drugs. But I do all of them. <laughs> I took GHB every day for a year in college. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Not I, a year, but a I lot, took a Operation lot. Aware every Wednesday in second grade. I used to sell Operation mushrooms Aware, at fish concerts. Oh, Midwest? Yeah, Mary knows it. What's that? I used to, I used to sell mushrooms at fish shows. Uh, I used to uh, let my mushroom-taking friends crash on my couch upstairs. Did Bruce ever come down? Bruce, Bruce is Josh's Bruce dad. Bruce Hi, Josh. You want, Josh, you got to try these Jack Purcell. Hey, Josh, good dad. And then John's dad is like, hi, it's me, John. Hi, it's me, John. Oh, hi, it's John. Hi, I'm hi. John. <laughs> Not hi, Johnny. John. I'm John. Hi, it's John. Hi. Not hi. to be confused with Johnny. Hi. We're both John. Hi, Can you so believe that? hi, so that's funny. <laughs> hi, so I've heard you're funny. What is that? Okay, so so I heard that you are a, a funny. You're you uh, are supposed to be funny. Mrs. Wentz said that you're funny. What what is what is that? And then and then my dad loves status, and John's Johnny's dad is a doctor. Hope you don't mind me divulging. So if my dad were to meet Johnny's dad, he'd be like, he's one of the best. Uh, he's one of the best surgeons in the nation. I got news uh. for Josh. He's a doctor, all oh, right. He's, I got news oh, he's for Mayo good. Clinic. That's not bad. He's good right. at cutting. I got news for where, where, where you go to college? Where do you study? Where do you go? Tulane? Where do you go? Tulane? Tulane? I got news for you, Josh. That's that a good Tulane's school. a pretty good school. That's a pretty good school. Pretty good school. Good news for you, Josh. Harvard, Yale. That's a pretty damn good school. Josh, you gotta try these Jack Purcells. They're good hey, shoes. Hey, you want some new shoes? You want some Jack Purcells? I got some extra. Your dad, your dad has how many pairs of sunglasses does he have? You think? Oh man, I don't know, but I got a pair of them in my bathroom that he was in. He, we were here earlier, being like, "What the hell are we gonna talk about?" And then he and I had a pair of sunglasses that my dad gave me. He's always trying to push stuff, but my apartment's small, you know, so that makes me endearing. And he's like, uh, and he's like, "Don't you want this uh, coat? You want these sunglasses?" And, I t and he and he puts them in my bag. Oh, there's no room, so now I'm a hoarder. The best is seen. Sometimes Josh has this sweater. I think it's a Ralph Lauren sweater, but clearly it came from either a thrift store. Or it's 20, not this one, or it's like 20 years old. It's so, it's, this, this is the normal sweater. He has a sweater that has about, it looks like it, it's like oh, fashionable. Just let me finish this. Oh, sorry. Jesus Christ. Sorry. He has a sweater that, honest to God, no homeless person would ever wear. No one wear because it's barely a. Come on, you don't have to do that. No, I just was thinking if I took a dark spot, I did that. But you wear that sweater at home sometimes, and your parents have a nice pig house in Tulsa, uh -huh. and they uh, your dad wants to give you all these glasses and shoes and polo shirts, and you're wearing a fucking sweater that looks like I mean it's going it's in a compost pile basically. You can't have nice things. It's so funny. It's almost like you do it just to piss them off. Like I'm gonna wear this fucking piece I'm of an shit. Artist. I liked uh -huh. it once before. Why would I give it away? Why would I give it up? Do you still have that? Yeah. God, I can't believe you can even find the armholes at this point. It's like well, it's you gotta go delicately. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go. Oh, 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 wrong hole could rip. <laughs> but if you did, <laughs> you probably ripped it a bunch putting it on. I don't know how those holes got there, honestly. Uh, moths. <laughs> I bet maybe moths it in my drawer. I guess. I wonder if it could have been any sort of physical action that did that. 
sort of repeated wild physical action. That could have been it. We should talk about how we met, though. We should talk about. Well, do we get a light? Well, we just got a light. Yeah, oh, we got some. We See, had a I lot saw of good it. See that stuff. segue? I yeah, saw it. I was like, I had a no, real no, no. good. We should talk about I had a real good question. Is there anybody here who's single? Or is it all mostly couples? I was thinking that it seemed like mostly couples here, but I was. You like, didn't even listen to the well, response. You just said you were single. And just like, <laughs> well, I heard a couple woos. You didn't give. You have to. Here's how you do it. All right. Anybody here Can single? I saw. I see, he raised his hand. I heard a woo. That's. I listened. I caught it. I uh, processed it. Hey, here is. Uh, is anybody here single? Woo! See, I waited. So I could hear. I heard it. I no, figured you did someone it. would say well, it had to be You didn't a hear it because people knew they couldn't say anything because you started talking before you let them answer. That's why people. Am I, if, did I do something wrong? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you own a car? Because if you do own a car, see, you didn't get a chance to answer because I second so. You see how I knew, That's where you were it. Going. I knew where he was going with that and I played along. I didn't stop the bit, I let the bit happen. He gets me. Um, yeah, I would see how it's a good, I could be a setup man. Um, Anyway, I feel like the before we wrap up real quick, because you know we're the last ones of the night. It's just some recaps. Johnny and I, we always read for the same roles, and uh, he gets them sometimes. I get them sometimes. Hollywood, and sometimes he can't do the job, and he says try Josh. Sometimes I can't do the job. I say try Johnny, and uh -huh. uh, South and by Southwest Film Festival. South by Southwest Film Festival, and sometimes uh, <laughs> and, and we both got these kind of dirty looking mustaches right uh -huh. now that we're trying our best to look adult. Right. Uh, and we both. Um, uh, Johnny, we go on the road. Johnny is really good at you know taking charge and uh, um, getting the room. Yeah, making sure that things are actually taken care of. Uh huh. And and then I I'm not good at uh, much else on the yeah, road. Right. And um, you get um, inviting your grandpa to a show. Uh huh. Oh yeah, I'm good at inviting like you know my grandparents and then telling the jokes yeah, where I yeah. say you know things about right. you know private. We gotta wrap it up. Okay, we gotta wrap it up. All right. I so felt how like we I met was it was down. probably about 2006. We went to like this. It was like a nice Hollywood party. Happened Somehow to be there, both of us. We didn't know each other at the time. Yeah. We happened to be at this Hollywood party. And that's, you know how that goes. It's just Hollywood, and you yeah. find your way. You, you kind of, you're, you're, someone nice says, come house. to this or meet me there, and you're like, they're not even here. Right. Great. Now I don't know anyone. I'm a wallflower. But I, that uh, little, And it little, was some big producer. Oh, I, think it was, you know, I think it was maybe like Charlie Chaplin's old house. Uh, yeah, and that's like what that. they always say. They go, I think this is Charlie Chaplin's yeah. old house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, like, it was. And some it, and big it was, producer. It was happening. It was we, happening. I, know, I don't know what well, kids are I know I was intimidated. A little backstory. Before yeah. this, I, before I went to the party, I had the. Dumb idea. I'll have a big old burrito. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then parallel to that, I had a big old helping of chicken tikka masala. Ooh. So and we I get to this big party, and uh, first thing I see is I'm like, uh, Early Hollywood days. You yeah. don't know any better. I was like, he's there. He's, he's watching. I'm by myself. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling really weird here. Oh, my God. Is that Rachel Bilson? <laughs> so I'm already like, oh, I'm in the right spot. And then yeah. Josh, and I'm standing you don't there, know each I'm other like, yet. Wait a second. I mean. Unless unless I need to go to AltaVista.com or this new website called Google, that could be uh, Misha Barton. Uh-huh. <laughs> Little did Josh know, because he hadn't met me yet, but Misha Barton is pretty much my number one crush, okay? Uh -oh. So there I am. I'm walking around this party, and I start talking to this girl randomly in a hallway. Uh-huh. And um, I'm talking to her, right? And as I'm talking to her, I start to realize, holy shit, this is fucking Misha Barton. Yeah. And I, okay. I'm, chat, I'm chatting with some girl, you know, I saw, I think I'd seen her once at a commercial audition, and I'm like, wait a second, I don't know who this is. Two months later, I see on a, a magazine, it's Rachel Bilson, who's on this new show. But while I I'm talking to Elijah Dushku. Oh, yeah, I'm talking, yeah, that's right. Well, I was talking to Bilson, and Elijah Dushku <laughs> walked wait, wait. by. And right. then I see Allison Hannigan off. Oh! 
Okay, so and Josh thinking, and oh my Stephen, God, is that Eliza Jushku? That was fucking Eliza Jushku at that party. Jesus, we Christ. didn't we didn't know each other at this point, right? We're yeah. talking. I'm sitting there talking like, holy shit. Nervously I'm talking too. I'm nervously. I'm sipping. talking to Ray. I'm talking to Misha like fucking Elijah Barton, Jushku. and then I, I realized. over there. <laughs> then all of a sudden I realized, oh my God, Uh-oh. I'm gonna take a big old dump. Uh oh. That's what happens to me too. I think I'm uh, um, holding it all together myself. I'm, I think I actually got a laugh in conversation with uh, Misha Barton when she talked no, to me. No, we're talking to Rachel Bilson. I was talking to Rachel, Rachel Bilson. Bilson. <laughs> I was talking to Misha Barton. I was talking to Rachel Bilson. I was Rachel I made Bilson. Her giggle. You know, I'm thinking this is going great. And what happened? Was Dushku, she overheard. What happened all of a sudden? And then all of a sudden, I had a little gastrointestinal discomfort, and I'm thinking, oh, curse you. Uh, India Star Palace. So what? You got to take a big so old. I had to take a big old toilet dump. So next thing you know, I'm running into the bathroom. It's one of those uh. bathrooms that has two doors. Why do they do that? I don't yeah. know. So I'm going through. I, I kind of wish. Oh, me, 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 emergency! I kinda, me, I'm going emergency. through the bedroom because I didn't know. I thought it was a solo. I thought it was, a, you know, these old houses. Charlie Chaplin. I guess you only need one bedroom. Open so the I door. Her, and then we both in there, the door. not even looking. Sit down. Oh. Same time. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. 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 Turn, turn around. Oh. Oh. Hey, it's oh. my poop. Oh. I'm pooping. Oh. oh, sorry. Hey, I'm Johnny. Hey. Oh, hey, Josh. Okay. We should probably get out of here. Yeah, and then we. Let me so walk we, out we the door. Clean up first. We're not yeah, crazy. Wipe, wipe, wipe. We didn't shake hands or anything. Yeah. Like Bye bye bye. Clean. Watch and watch. Open the door. Open Josh the door. together. Shh. There's it's a, a line big of line waiting for that bathroom. And we just both took a huge <laughs> dump. <laughs> so we all suddenly and it's, pee. By the way, it's alley dump. And then all of a sudden, we turn. We look at each other. We look at them. We look at each other, and we go, "He did it!" And we're out of there. And that's how we've been friends ever since. Good night. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Well, Naomi, do you have any final thoughts on what we've all learned today? We've learned Josh and Johnny, real goofballs. We've learned, although there, was, there were a couple nuggets of truth in there. We've learned <laughs> uh, that ordering food for you is a power move. I am a Lady Joffrey. You should go into meetings. And have food ordered. And like arrive in the middle yeah. of a meeting. Just like, my Postmates is here. Yeah. And that's, that's your power right. move. That's, that's how you right. assert dominance yeah. in a meeting. Fully eat a cheeseburger. We learned that you, even though you're not sure of your finances, your body is telling you to get them in order because <laughs> <laughs> things are wow that was real okay andy ayala fix my life okay tell me ayala the, the the curtain is uh drawing close soon <laughs> well on that fun note you guys thank you so much for listening uh we're on twitter and instagram and rate review jazz. subscribe rate, you know you know to you know what's going on i don't have to tell you all that stuff now Arr. but we do i will say this we appreciate your reviews on apple Podcasts. we really do like i read them all uh, in my dark moments and i feel good inside so thank you <laughs> for all those if you haven't written one and you can please do uh thank you all right naomi what a joy it's been i like you andy <laughs> you gotta see you guys next week at every episode bye bye Hi, I'm Tom Colicchio. I'm a chef, a restaurateur, 
food advocate, and the host of the new podcast called Citizen Chef on iHeartRadio. People might turn on the news and see the stories about the pandemic, immigration policy, or healthcare. I see stories about food. On this podcast, we'll tour the current political climate, looking for inroads to food wherever we could find them. From the supply chain. And we hear that Tyson might be closing another plant Monday in Tennessee. For to labor. It's an executive order on immigration. We want Americans to have the jobs. We want Americans to have the health care. We want to take care of our citizens first. And disaster relief. Our systems cannot handle true disaster, this pandemic. That is the reality. These are the stories of our food. Episode one of Citizen Chef is available now. Subscribe and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist, if I do say so myself. And I'm a hot-to-trot, trailblazing marketing executive. (laughs) And we're very confident. (laughs) We wanted to combine Boz's business and branding expertise with Katie's natural curiosity to create a podcast responding to this moment in time. Welcome to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. Each week, we'll interview innovators, creatives, and CEOs to find out how our pandemic present will forever change the business of tech and media, travel and leisure, education and sports, fashion and pop culture. Because in many ways, this has been a really dark time, but it's also a time for reassessing, recalibrating, and finding the light. We're doing 10 episodes, and you can catch them every Thursday. So listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 